We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You all know by now there's nothing we enjoy more than impromptu, spontaneous live streams. So welcome in. It is Thursday, January 4th, the final week of the NFL's regular season. We're not here to talk about Raven Steelers. That's already out there with Brooke Pryor. If you haven't already checked that out, please do so in the archives for an official game preview. Tonight's impromptu live stream is brought to you by our friends at Thoroughbred Sedan Van and Bus LLC. And tonight, Sarah, is all about instantly reacting to the Ravens bringing in Dalvin Cook, who was recently released by the New York Jets. He's going to be signing to Baltimore's practice squad. He's already tweeted, by the way, essentially confirming this if it wasn't already. And man, these South Florida ties run awfully deep in Baltimore. Dalvin's from South Florida. His guy, Zay Flowers, as he's pictured here in his, his official tweet, confirming this signing with a purple heart is from South Florida. Lamar is a South Florida boy. Who else? Tyler Huntley. Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. I mean, you could go on and on. I can't wait to talk to Eric DaCosta at some point about the way that he's constructed this roster. But your instant reaction to something that we had talked about already on the vault this week, Josina Anderson was all over this. And now, even if it is insurance for their already established insurance, it's a low-risk, high-reward signing, in my mind, for something that they may or may not need. But Dalvin's coming to Baltimore. Dalvin's coming to Baltimore, and I mean, look, all the photoshops are already being done out there. We got Dalvin next to Lamar here, but yeah, uh, Adam Schefter was the first to report it, uh, to confirm it. Um, Dalvin, it doesn't surprise me. Josina had had said even before this, while he was still on waivers, uh, that the Ravens could be interested, but also that the Cowboys could. If it's true that Dalvin had his choice between the Ravens and the Cowboys. Of course, he's not turning down all these guys from South Florida around here and, and what they've got to what they've got going on going ahead and into the 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 postseason. But Jeff Zrebeck uh reported that it was to the practice squad. Uh, but he said the Ravens can now evaluate him over the next two weeks. Obviously, they probably are probably aren't gonna use him against the Steelers. I think this is gonna be the Melvin Gordon game. Uh, get to see what he's up to, and uh, then he'll become an option for their playoff opener in the division, divisional round. So my view is that this signing is um, a no-brainer. Quite frankly, we we kind of mentioned it in quick hits in our in our last morning vault. Um, you just have I just want more and more and more and more depth. This use the practice squad as an extension to the fifty-three man roster. Now look, Cooks season in New York with the Jets has been forgettable. In 15 games, he rushed for 214 yards and zero touchdowns. But, you know, he got caught behind um, their their number one there. Is it Brees Hall? Brees Hall. Okay, yeah. So got caught behind there. In a horrific offensive line. In a horrific offensive line. I mean, whose season – minus a couple guys over there wasn't forgettable in New York. I just, oh, Joe, look what Joe Flacco, Joe went there, did nothing. And now he's with the Browns, you know, exploding. So uh, before that, let's remember why the Jets signed him to a $7 million deal. This is after they got Aaron Rodgers. He had four consecutive 1,000 year campaigns with the Vikings. And each one of those years, he went to the Pro Bowl. So four time Pro Bowler. He's now 28. He's got, Fresh legs, 
not playing too much for the Jets. And running next to Lamar Jackson can do wonders for any running back's career. These two are are really good friends going back to uh, their high school days. Um, they I was just reading about on The Athletic how they met in a prep high school playoff game. And um, they combined as opponents for 700 yards and eight touchdowns in that game. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you can go read the article. Like, they just were, like, looking at one another being like, who's that dude over there? Who's that? I mean, just these NFL future stars going against each other. And then they kept up the love when they met in, uh, as in college, Florida state versus Louisville. Hopefully I got it right that time. Uh, and then again, they exchanged jerseys, uh, when he was with the Vikings. So to me, I don't see any downside, none whatsoever. Uh, bring in as much depth, as much competition as you can. And once again, Eric DaCosta just never stops scheming, Bobby. That's to me the, one of the biggest stories here. One of the biggest takeaways is that they are not satisfied. They are all in. They understand that the window that they have in front of them, they understand the opportunity they have in front of them, and they certainly understand just how things can change quickly when it comes to injuries and obviously depth that's required when those types of situations arise. Brian McFarland, Raven salary cap analyst, is going to be joining us this upcoming Thursday night for our wall-to-wall marathon live stream during the bye week. Mark your calendars. It's 6 to 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Looking forward to that. But he weighed in uh, from the cap standpoint here, and Cook's going to sign uh, for the practice squad max value of tw- just over 20000 if elevated for Saturday, it'd go up to 52000 for the week, uh, a little bit north of that. Whoever is cut to make way is either making 20, uh, just over 20, 16, or 12 for the week. So this signing has minimal cap impact for those of you who've been following along there. And then for what it's worth, postseason pay does not count towards the cap. So that's the way Brian's looking at it, just from the mathematical side of things. Sarah, I checked in with our with one of my guys. We've had him on the show before, Jake Asman. He does what we do for the Jets. And so he's had a chance to watch Dalvin this year. And so I said, what does he have left in him? And keep in mind, this might be a little bit pessimistic because, well, let's face it, it hasn't been fun watching the Jets this year or really pretty much his entire lifetime aside from a few years. And so he goes, Jake says, Jake Asen, you can follow him online. I don't think much. It's weird. He had a drive against Atlanta where he showed some juice, then fumbled and never got another opportunity after that game. He's been bad all year. The longest run was like 14 yards. However, the Jets' offensive line is terrible, so that contributes to it, but I just don't think he's going to make any major impact. I go, how terrible is the offensive line, though? He goes, bad, but Brees Hall is still able to make plays. So, again, that's that's from a Jets content creator who's been watching this as thoroughly as we watch the Ravens all year long. As you mentioned earlier on the stream, this is not the first time where somebody who's fallen off at the running back position gets to come to Baltimore and play alongside you know the greatest one of the greatest the greatest from a dual threat standpoint that's ever played the game and then you add in the offensive line which is much more consistent and stout than New York's is and you add in just the change of scenery all of that needs to be taken into account but we don't want to get ahead of ourselves either they're mm-hmm. riding with Gus they're riding with Justice and Melvin right now has earned the opportunity to be RB3 until then, and until these next couple of weeks unfold and they see what they have come divisional round in, in three in less than three weeks, we don't want to jump ahead. Well, and that's why there's really no downside, right? I mean, if an injury were to happen, you now have Dal- Dalvin Cook, you know, locked and loaded and learning the offense for the last two weeks. Um, if he doesn't, if there's no injury and he doesn't say leapfrog whoever, leap Melvin Gordon then, oh, well, it's basically costing you in NFL cap terms pennies, right? So that's why there there really is no downside. And I I really would, just getting back to like the the Florida connection, I really would like to know how much EDC makes moves for guys that Lamar likes. You know what I mean? So that, I mean, it it really is interesting. The other thing I've seen a lot of questions, whether on Twitter or in our chat is like, you know, how does this make, you know, Melvin Gordon feel? How does this make Gus feel? How does this make justice feel? And to that, I say players know 
that it's all about what they do today and tomorrow and not what they do in the past. They know that somebody is always nipping at their heels. Like if somebody um, is offended or somebody feels any type of way, like get out of here with that. We are professionals. Nothing is guaranteed for tomorrow. And that includes for some of the biggest names, right? Some of the biggest names. So um, if anything, if anybody feels any certain type of way, like good, let it motivate you. It's, it's, a, it's I liken it to like the Browns being on the nipping at the Ravens heels this entire time, right? Like good, make it, make everybody work. Like let's this, like we're not in peewee football. You got to work for every single snap. That's what you got to do. And so again, I don't know that Cook is really threatening anybody. We don't know that at this point we would be jumping ahead. But yeah, like Ravens need depth. We've seen injuries and how it takes away J.K. Dobbins, Keith Mitchell, like that. If that were to happen to Gus, if that were to happen to Justice, there needs to be horses in the stable ready to go. So uh, they just everybody's got to like keep keep working and not be threatened. This is the same. It's the way I like. I love the way OBJ has handled things this year. Everybody predicted, oh, he'd be upset. Zay Flowers, this and that. No. OBJ has been nothing but love to Zay. Zay has loved having him there. There's no reason why there has to be any sort of bad blood or bad, bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, no doubt. I guess if anything, if anybody does feel threatened, maybe that'll per- lead to more production. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. a, a sense of urgency. I mean, come on now. So anyway, let's get to some some instant reaction that came in on Twitter. I'll, I promise the folks – within the Ravens flock to, to share some of these. And then we'll get on to the next topic at hand, which is Steve Smith seniors film room, Pedro from Ravens, Twitter. He says, look, uh, Dalvin's move. It's a win-win situation for the Ravens. Gus and justice are clearly the first and second options uh, in the depth department right now. Melvin's the third and uh, Baltimore already has a, a, a third option there. So if cook doesn't pay off, it's pretty much the same. I understand he looked awful for New York, but how much of that was on the team and how he was used and, and and so good point there from Pedro, some of the things that we had already talked about. Miss Gina, you're going to be going on her Q&A next week, correct? Is that Monday night? Yes, yep. From She Talks Football, yep, mm-hmm. okay. Monday night, that'll be on, what is it, a Twitter live stream, or where's that going? Yeah, it's a Twitter space. Twitter space, mm-hmm. at She Talks Football, says, great addition. We lost two running backs this season. We normally ride with four. I know some people may be concerned about what he did on the Jets, but that's just it. Jets have offensive struggles. Uh, Chris Castro, I like Dalvin, but I like Dalvin, but at this point he's shot, he's Shaq on the Celtics cooked. What else do we have here? Yeah. A lot of people like the depth signing. So just wanted to get a few in there. Thanks to those of you who participated that on, uh, in that on Ravens Twitter, anything else before we talk, well, Steve Smith, we, we should just mention this. So we were about five minutes away from starting our recording for our morning vault, right? And that's when the Dalvin Cook news came down. So we were like, shoot, instead of doing a recording, let's just go live. And uh, and then we'll treat this somewhat like a morning vault. It'll be longer. But now we have all the content that we had prepared for the morning vault. This was just like a, a impromptu live stream, emergency live stream, if you will, for, for the signing. So just wanted to set that up as we know, we're, so everybody knows where we're headed with the content. Some good housekeeping there. And while we're at it, couple of our newest patrons deserve shout outs as well. Kevin Jackson and Wynn Stone. Thank you both for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore. And if you guys are interested in doing the same out there, all of your donations go directly towards the betterment of our channel and our growth. Uh, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash Ravens vault podcast. So shout out Kevin, shout out Wynn. happy new year to both of you. So Steve Smith senior does a ton these days, obviously in his post playing Days, uh, former Ravens wide receiver, one of the most outspoken that's ever come through Baltimore. I don't think that's hyperbole whatsoever. And we know that he has been a huge, huge advocate for Zay Flowers. And this was well before the Ravens drafted him. This was coming mm-hmm. out of Boston College where he was kind of banging the doors down for what Zay could be in the NFL. Well, all those statements and that type of rah-rah has definitely aged very, very well uh, for him. One thing that he has not been a huge fan of, and this dates back a couple of years is Greg Roman's former offense in Baltimore. And we all remember in the summer of 2021, what he had to say about said offense. Yeah. I mean, when you're watching this offense in a run game and I speak from a wide receivers perspective, 
that, you know, there are times stories are coming out that some of the wide receivers can't get a separation. Well, when you're running the, the type of route combinations, very uh, elementary school, very uh, Cracker Jack-like, uh, very easily to defend, you can't necessarily put it all on the wide receivers if you have, hey, you two go deep, you two go shallow, and Lamar throw to whoever's open. That, that's just not the NFL. That's not the complexity of the NFL, and their passing game is not very complex. And so I just believe Greg Roman is a fantastic coordinator. However, that fantastic coordinator needs to start looking for a job somewhere else because I believe that his time has expired on this offense here. If you want Lamar Jackson to continue to be a stellar quarterback, an MVP type of quarterback, you have to implement a second um, – notch or a third level of the passing game that makes it a little bit more complicated because it's not very complicated. And my six-year-old who's sleep right now can probably run this offense as well. Okay. We all remember those words from summer 2021 about Greg Roman. Where we're heading with this is that he's done a complete 180 and you were the one that found this. So I'll let you set it up. Yeah. So he did, he does an agent, uh, 89 breakdown uh, on his YouTube and podcast. And so he, um, he, he decided to break down the 49ers game, but he had, it, this is post. He had already seen the Miami game too. And he was like, how, how is this happening? So that's why he wanted to do this in-depth uh, film session, which I, we're not going to go through all, all of his film. I highly recommend you going over to, to his YouTube page uh, and he, and he specifically went back to 49ers, which is now, you know, two weeks ago. And he's just like, I got to see for myself how Todd Munkin does that. So we pulled up Roman to just, you know, him saying it's elementary school. My six-year-old could do it to now he's watching what Munkin's doing to the point where he's like, I had to dig into the tape. Cause I want to know how he's attacking these teams. And while he's going through it, he's like, a Munkin's doing a great job, but B Zay Flowers is a big key to all of this. All right, here he is. What did Todd Munkin do that made this such a really good game? Mm -hmm. Why did he do that? How did he do it? 13 targets, 9 receptions, 72 yards, 46 yards of yak, 6 first downs, 1 touchdown. Well, what I really loved, and you can see, the Baltimore Ravens are implementing getting Zay Flowers going, going early. He is their number one wide receiver, especially when Mark Andrews, the guy who's not there between the hashes that make everything go. Likely it's really starting to show up. OBJ is being OBJ. Bankman is showing up. Everyone is stepping up, but they're not stepping up. They're just getting better. Everybody's getting more and more familiar, more and more comfortable, more and more plays. But Tom Munkin did a really good job. And what Tom Munkin really did against the San Francisco 49ers, yes, this is two weeks behind, but I just I had to rewatch the tape because I really wanted to see the why, the how. And what Tom Munkin was able to do is pretty darn remarkable. He attacked every secondary, whoever was in the pass game, he attacked those individuals, Fred Warner, King Law, Thomas. Uh, you name whoever was out there, Tredavious Ward, whoever was out there, he was putting on an island or trying to flood the zone to make sure that he could give Lamar Jackson and company every opportunity to make plays. And guess what, folks? They made plays. If the, if the Baltimore Ravens can continue to play this type of football and this type of, uh, of game, they're going to be pretty much unstoppable. Oh, how things have turned, huh? <laughs> like, it's just crazy to me that it goes from elementary school to the quote here after he looks at against the 49ers. Pretty darn remarkable. And again, you can go watch him break down all the different film. And so that... That, it's so funny, Bobby, because we also just had Steve Young. You had Steve Young complaining how they were using Lamar. We have Steve Young on. And Steve Young now is like, this is great. Baltimore's <laughs> doing great. Then you have Steve Smith, who's like, this is an elementary school passing scheme to like, whoa, how did Munkin do that? And it's pretty darn remarkable. Uh, it like, 
it it feels so good. It feels so good to be in this moment. And I hope we celebrate it and we cherish it. And the other thing that I loved is he's saying Zay's the number one wide, wide receiver. Yes. And he brings everybody else up, but he's bringing it up to point out. Yeah, OBJ's playing like OBJ. Yeah, likely step stepping up. Yeah, you have this, this, and this, and this. And despite all those guys getting better, it's still Zay that's number one and is like the key to so much of it. No, he was good. He was really good. I love him. Mr. Trace Bien commenting here in the live chat as well. Steve's both a Hall of Fame vet and mm -hmm. still a student of the game. Definitely a position coach or a clinic specialist whenever and if he ever wants. He's kind of – it's it's interesting. Like, he and Kurt Warner are sort of the two guys that come to mind who, in this space, are doing consistent work when it comes to film study, when it comes to also national broadcasting, Right. Steve is with NFL Network, as is Kurt, and Kurt does some some color commentating as well for Westwood One, if I'm not mistaken. So these guys just have a great, tremendous way of explaining these high complex terms in, in layman's speak, and you mm -hmm. saw it there. Uh, everything he had to say about Zay Flowers has come true, and he's extremely complimentary of what Todd Munkin's been able to do, especially in the RPO game. That was another clip that you didn't that we didn't have in yeah. there, but it's about 15 minutes worth of really good educational stuff about what's working and why it's working under Todd Monkey and these new look Ravens. So good find Real there. Real quick, Bobby, if since we're talking about juxtaposing, right? Kurt Warner was has been critical too. And he refuses. Okay, so after the 49ers game, Ravens fans were super upset with, with Warner. We never got around to covering it. I remember trying to get it in, and we just kept running out of time with, hey, with content. That's just how it's going to be for the next month. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, and I mean? you know where we open up and say about 30 minutes? During this playoff run, there's just so much content. We might have to return to 30 minutes in the offseason. But uh, but anyway, I didn't I didn't pull it here either just because we've had so much. But last week, fans were, were upset with them because what Kurt was saying in the 49ers game is he wanted to see more on schedule throws from Lamar. And he was, he made it very clear. He's like, I'm not saying that Lamar can't do it. And then he showed times when Lamar did it in that 49ers game. He's just saying, he was saying, I just want to see it more often because I think he's basically saying there's, there's meat left on the bone. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I went back and he put up another film study on Lamar from the Miami game. And he said, you guys, this is why I've been asking for it. Yeah. This goes from uh, how many points did the Ravens score against the 49ers? I can't remember the score. Was it in the 33. 30s? 33. 33. He's like, he's like, this is why he's like, and I said the same thing. I was like, just if you can't get easy layups where you can, and then only become Superman when you have to. He said, he's like, he opened up with his film study saying, this was Lamar on schedule. And he showed play after play after play. And that's the difference. You're going from 33 points to 56. And so that's why he was saying he just wanted – he was like, I told you guys that he was capable of it. Like, it doesn't have to be every single time that he's, like, evading pressure and, you know, you're doing – everybody, like, does the scramble, you know. He's like, that's nice that you have it in your back pocket, but let's leave it in the back pocket till you need it. And so he was really – so So now there's three of them. We got Steve Smith, um, Steve Young, and Kurt Warner all changing their tune on Lamar Monk in this offense. What a lineup. We got press conference sound lineup coming up in just a second. But first, this live stream is brought to you by our friends and this episode's sponsor, Thoroughbred Sedan Van and Bus LLC. And they want to know, do you need a ride to BWI? What about Dulles or Reagan? Maybe you're getting married and need guest shuttles. Please call our friends over at Thoroughbred, Baltimore's most reliable and affordable ground transportation provider. The safer than rideshare mobile apps. Drivers are professional. Their background screened and vehicles remain meticulously detailed maybe you've seen them around the beltway maybe at a ravens or orioles game if you're interested book your next ride with thoroughbred you can check out their user-friendly booking website at www.ridethoroughbred.com you can also find them on instagram at ride thoroughbred so thursday press conferences featured what john harbaugh mm -hmm. patrick queen no, PQ was in the locker room, excuse me, Tyler Huntley and Tyler Linderbaum. Why don't we start with Tyler Linderbaum? Because I thought he set the tone for the week if it hadn't already been set when Roquan came on with us. And that's a, a shameless plug here. Episode 9 of Inside the Vault with Ro is now available across all of our platforms. And he was really, really good, including talking about that private conversation that went viral on the sideline of the Dolphins game 
uh, the CBS telecast grabbed it. I, I went and put it up on Twitter, and Roquan was really good there. But Tyler asked about the Pro Bowl nod. His first ever Pro Bowl honor came in earlier this week, and he says, look, that's great, but we got bigger fish to fry. So, you know, just enjoy it for whenever they said, you know, I made the Pro Bowl, but I got to move ahead and, you know, focus on this upcoming game and then into the playoff push because we're all chasing a goal, you know, that, that is bigger than Pro Bowls. That's Lamar. Borrowing, borrowing is that Lamar talking? Yeah. Say, Lamar has everybody in line over there. Although I gotta tell you, Linderbaum already seems like that type of dude. He doesn't, oh, he's yeah. not big talk, and he's 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 like bring your lunch pail and your hard hat to work every day. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, though, where should we head next? John Harbaugh on uh, the motivation side of things, because sure. there's been some talk about what this game means. We'll have the inactive report for you, or at least the injury report, which basically tips the hand for what the inactives are coming up on Saturday against the Steelers. But we know you don't need any more motivation when it's Ravens-Steelers, especially when Pittsburgh's got something to play for big picture-wise. Here's Harps. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it, no matter who you play in this particular game, in this situation, there would be no lack of motivation. I mean, our guys love to play. They're pro football players. They want to go out there and they want to play, and they want to play well and they want to win. Uh, they want to put their best foot forward. Uh, the fact that it's a division rival, uh, the Steelers, that uh, certainly doesn't lessen it. You know, that's just a, it's always a, a very important game for us. It's a team that we respect very much. We also understand the type of game that, that we're always playing against those guys. So uh, our guys are looking forward to it. I spy a mock turtleneck there, partner. It's getting yeah. cold in Baltimore. I thought this picture was cool. I think the last time these two faced off earlier this season, I think it was Kevin Ostriker that put this side-by-side or – up and down kind of picture when they first met Tomlin and Harbaugh and then more recently boy did they look young back in the edge it's just crazy crazy how long they've both stuck around in the AFC North and uh if you look at the um the records since 2008 which is when Harbaugh became head coach it's 17-14 for Steelers I was actually on a podcast today previewing the game with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and they were talking about how often they've beaten the Ravens recently. I'm like, let's just not forget, though. Lamar's missed a lot of these games, whether it was from COVID yeah. or from injury or like this this week just not playing because he doesn't need to. So uh, quite a rivalry, quite a rivalry. They've seen Tyler Huntley a lot in recent yeah. years, yeah, crazy enough. Have. Somehow that always works out for Snoop. He's playing <laughs> against, you know, in-division opponents, which probably goes to his disadvantage based on, the division and how competitive it's been over these last several years, specifically this year as well. But let's get to that relationship. John Harbaugh talked about there's only two coaches ahead of them in terms of tenure NFL tenure with their current team with, yeah. excuse me, with their current team, which mm-hmm. is pretty something that speaks to the longevity on uh, the consistency and stability of these two organizations. And one of them is Mike Tomlin. Appreciate the both young coaches. Yeah, that's good. You mean, yeah, we or oh, you said we were young coaches. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, guess I'll take it. Um, it's uh, it's 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 like any relationship. I mean, it's it's certainly grown, evolved over the years. Uh, I, I have great respect for for Mike, for what he's done for their organization, for what they've done. I think his stamp is on the football team without question. You know, they're a team that that plays winning football. They they don't uh, beat themselves. They don't have a lot of penalties. They don't turn the ball over. And then his style is kind of ever since he got there, they've been about uh, playing good, solid football and then being physical and then creating big plays, you know, on both sides of the ball. So I think that's there again now, like it always is. And you just come to understand that. I, I think they probably have a pretty good understanding of how we like to play. And, and probably Mike and I probably have a pretty good understanding how, how each other coaches his team, you know. So uh, uh, there won't be too many surprises probably that way. But it's an honor. And I, I, I am grateful for it and definitely don't take that part of it lightly. Uh, it's a good competitive uh, relationship, and it's been amazing. Hard to believe. When he reacted to that reporter's question, by the way, it was that ultimate moment where you're like, dang, he's 61. This is his 16th NFL season. Yeah. And it's like that moment you just kind of like step back and you're like, he is he is like one of the the older head coaches out there that's been around this league for a long time, and he probably looks at like, the Shanahan's and the Steikens and you know the, some of the young the McVeighs, even though he's a Super Bowl winner, as like guys that could be 
younger brothers, you know, like it's crazy. He used to be that new hot up and coming, you yeah. know, head coach for sure. And I love that he's like, Oh, thanks for calling us young. And the reporter's like, No, used to be. And he's like, yeah. Oh, my my bad. Yeah. But then in terms of uh um uh, Tyler Huntley, obviously this is this is a big opportunity for him. I'm glad he gets it. He's gonna become an unrestricted free agent come March. And he's gonna want to put some tape out there. And I feel yeah, the last game he played in was that Bengals playoff game, right? So I'm sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he got some like garbage time this year with blowouts, but yeah, yeah. started. Yes, yeah, started. Yeah. Okay, yes. so started. Besides, so aside anyway, from aside from preseason. Yeah, but I mean, like meaningful, yeah. like put yes. some meaningful tape out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I, you, I love his smile. Here, here's his reaction to getting the start this week. Uh, just an opportunity to get out there and play some ball and get another win for the Ravens. And uh, I'm just gonna seize the moment and do what I do. How different is this? Snoop's the a recent father. Snoop's recently a father. Oh, too. congratulations, so. Snoop. Yeah, yeah. No, hey, maybe this will all go. Maybe this is the year for Snoop. You know, got a new baby. Going to have the Steelers game. Free agent in 2024. Wishing nothing but good things for him. Yeah, he's so easy to root for. And like you said, he, he is playing for his future. Make no mistake about it. He's not the only one either that's going to be trying to put on some good tape here. Here is a look as promised. Oh. At the injury report, which is rather lengthy, there are a lot of out designations, just so you know, which are going to be the inactives. Odell Beckham Jr. is at the top of that list. Malik Harrison, Marlon Humphrey, Lamar Jackson, which we already knew, Daryl Worley, and Kevin Zeitler have all been ruled out as of Thursday evening. In terms of questionable, Ronald Darby, Kyle Hamilton, Arthur Mollett, Brandon Stevens, Tylen Wallace, and Ardarius Washington. And probably most noteworthy here is that Kyle Hamilton was seen at practice, Sarah, on yeah. Thursday. He's been upgraded to limited during practice on Thursday and questionable in terms of game status for Saturday. And then Zay is doubtful. I'm sorry. I, I, that's yeah. probably an important one too. Save you know flowers what? Yeah, yeah. This would be my request to Ravens PR if they do it. Rather than putting this in alphabetical order, I would like this in order of out, doubtful, and questionable. It'd make it much easier. Don't you think? <laughs> well, you saw what I just had to do there. You know? Yeah, I was actually impressed with what you just did. I just had to get your back <laughs> on flowers there. So, yeah. So no big surprises here, right? We both said we thought Zeitler would be out. Um, Worley got injured at the end of the last game. Uh, Lamar, we already knew. Marlon Humphrey, we knew they were going to put him out there. Hamilton, hold on a second. So Hamilton is questionable. Yeah. That would be bananas. I mean, he might dress, but he's not starting. No. And Zay might dress, but there's, there's like, don't put those guys out Can't there. Sit don't everybody do like we talked about. You yeah. Know? And then just, just so we're being clear, full participants that did not have. And that are that are, that should be good to go, and we'll see how how much they are actually playing on Saturday, if at all. Delshawn Phillips, he's a full participant. Patrick Queen, like we mentioned, and Kyle Van Noy. So those are your, the three that round out this list. Yeah, and Delshawn Phillips could be big. If he, I mean, I, I don't think PQ or, or Roquan will be playing much. So him, no. Trenton Simpson, could could perhaps be your starters unless they put. Um, Malik back. Sometimes he's playing outside. Maybe they could put well, him Malik back Malik is inside. out, though. Malik is out. Right? Oh, yeah, you got him out. Okay, so Delshawn yeah. Phillips and Trenton Simpson it will yeah. be getting a lot of snaps then. Yes, and and that's another guy, right, who hasn't gotten a, a ton of, of opportunity outside of special teams, and, and we're talking about Trenton Simpson. Mm-hmm. So, you know, another guy, opportunity to put some on tape. Maybe that factors into how the Ravens handle their business this offseason with PQ. You never know. You never know. Yeah. He's going to command a lot of money, as we've talked about. Those will be conversations for down the road, being that he is in the middle of a contract year. Brooke Pryor, who was our guest on Thursday for our official game preview. She has the Pittsburgh side of things. Let me just go big screen here so you can see it. Maybe you still can't. It's kind of tough. But Minka Fitzpatrick, Alandon Roberts, and Trenton Thompson are all listed as questionable. For Saturday's game, Roberts did tell reporters earlier today, that's Thursday, he would play. So those are your sort of your your big ones that we're going to watch. And I guess she was pretty surprised about Mika Fitzpatrick, but she also said that that, that Roberts designation is, is going to be important for Pittsburgh. 
I, I, I hope I would love to see these backups pull off something huge this week. Oh, this is the other thing. In fact, it'll make me skip, skip um, our order here, if you don't mind. So when I was talking with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette today, and then we were also talking to Brooke Pryor, um, and we were talking about the AFC North when I was on with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and he was talking about how, like, it's that it was crazy that the Steelers beat us earlier with, with the way our, the, the, the Ravens' season has been going versus the Steelers. It's like It's just like, you know, you throw out the records, and then we're talking about the Browns, and the Browns were the last ones to beat the Ravens. And then we were talking about how four, three of the four losses to the 49ers have come from the AFC North. Like, it's just built different. And then after that, when I finished with him, I had seen this discussion or this more like rant from Rich Eisen on what we've talked about, but it's not a Joe Flacco slant per se that I'm going at, but it's about this Browns potentially meeting the Ravens. So I'm going to talk about this. Let's listen to him, and I want to ask you a question. If you think Matthew Stafford going to Detroit on Super Bowl card weekend is the juiciest playoff matchup that could possibly be out there, I think you need to rethink what you think steak looks like. <laughs> because the Browns going into Baltimore, if they walk into Baltimore with Joe Flacco as their quarterback, playing the way that Joe Flacco is playing right now, I don't think you can make this thing up. You can't make this up. The Browns can go into Baltimore and end that season. They've already gone into Baltimore and won a game this year with Deshaun Watson. And this offense, the way that Flacco runs it, is way better than the way Deshaun Watson has been running. It's better with Flacco. Facts. This is not an overreaction. Cleveland, the way it's playing, can go into Baltimore and make it a very dicey day. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Okay. So I think what he's saying is true. Like if I had to line them up and you had to look at Bill's, Repeat with Miami, Chiefs, uh, Jags maybe, or Browns. Who do I think the toughest matchup would be? I'd say Browns because we know each other. We know each other. But, oh, that made me mad. <laughs> I, got, I got fired up. 
Brown's going to come in here. And, like, and then my son came home today. We live in Ohio. He's like, he comes home. He comes in through the front door. He's in high school now. He's like, mom, I cannot stand these kids at school now. Tell me about this bet he's got with four friends. He wants me to buy four Lamar Jackson jerseys because if they lose, I guess they have to wear Lamar Jackson jerseys. I'm like, son, I'm not buying. That's like expensive. Like, we'll get him a T-shirt. They can I should be part of the bet. They'll get it themselves. And yeah. then he was like, oh, I hope we play the Browns. He's like, I hope we play the Browns. He's like, because I just want to. I'm tired of everybody talking about it. Like it's got to be another one that we just take them down. And maybe I don't even know what my question for you is anymore, Bobby, but that thing ticked me off to the point like before I was like, I totally prefer to avoid the Browns because I think they'd be the best. But now I just want to smash that narrative. Oh, that is hysterical. I just smash it. That is hysterical. You're, you're running so hot that you just completely <laughs> lost your train of thought. Totally Here's where I'll, where I'll go with this is that along the lines of who you want to avoid, in, in my opinion, it's it's actually not the the reigning champions in my in my opinion, right? Um, and I, maybe a lot of people don't think that they're that's the case either because of how much Kansas City has has fallen off. Now they deserve their respect until they show us otherwise. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about that. But for the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era, this is just fact: the AFC road to the Super Bowl does not run through Kansas City. We'll see how they fare with that. They've been so dominant that they've never had to play postseason football in the, in the Pat Mahomes era outside of the Super Bowl uh, away from from what we know is an extremely tough environment at Arrowhead. I would actually I'm, I'm totally in agreement, by the way, with Rich when it comes to Cleveland, because Joe's playing with. Yes, a certain amount of confidence, but it's with house money. What the heck does he have to lose right now? This is a right. Cinderella story for the ages. They've already beaten them once this year to Rich's point. They're unafraid, and right now they're playing with house money. Well, Outside that's good, of them. Yes, that's true, but to me, the bigger threat is just that they we know each other so well. That's my yes, thing, yes. which is why the Steelers, I feel like, were able to pull off the upset. As no, like Clearly, Ravens are the better team, but yes. when you know each other, you know how to attack each other's weaknesses. Yes, yeah. which is why over teams like Kansas City, over teams like Buffalo – I'm actually going to pick a team that they would have had to see again for a a second time, much like you do in division, that you handled easily a week ago. Now, they had a bunch of injuries. No Jalen Waddle. I'm talking about the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. The reason why I'm saying this, beating a team twice, as we see year in and year out with this AFC North division, can be really challenging, Mm -hmm. especially when they're missing key pieces. Tyreek was banged up. He didn't play a good game. He misses a touchdown. Uh, misses an easy touchdown. No Jalen Waddle, right? They got they've got in, uh, no Raheem Mostert. That would actually, even though taking them out of the South Florida environment into the Baltimore tundra, you would think in January, unless it's a bombing night like it was against the Tennessee Titans four years ago, that to me would, would be concerning just based on how difficult it is to beat a team twice, which would end up being an under a calendar month if that ends up happening, uh, whether it's the division. Well, it couldn't. Be, it won't be the divisional round. It would be the AFC Championship game. But anyway, that's just a thought there. I'll just I'll just say this as I cha- I'm going to move to another topic that also fired me up a little bit. So we're going to get fired up, Sarah, twice here. Um, but shoot, I just lost my. Oh, basically this. I just I just don't want to be afraid of anybody. I, listen. I know that the Ravens are keeping an underdog mentality, but at this point, they have the best record going into the playoffs. They have the number one seed. Everybody's going to be gunning for the Ravens. And I just, I go back to my speech that I made after the Seahawks game. This is it. This is when the expectations are on you. Maybe you have your own mentality inside of like, no, I heard what you guys said before. And so you hold on to those things for sure. That's a, that's a good mentality to have, but everybody's coming and I don't want to flinch for anything. All right, here we go. <laughs> this, this screen. Yeah, let me get that off. Okay, so this um, was put out by DraftKings, and it had a thing. Uh, it has the NFL Q- QBs in line to start every regular season game. There's only eight, Bobby. Now you got you got to remember that Brock Purdy and Lamar could have played every single game, right? They're both. Mm-hmm. Already had the yep. number one seed locked up, locked up. So let's say it'd be 10. 10 starting quarterbacks stayed the whole time, mostly losing guys due to injury. And the reason why this fired me up, it's it's like because 
when Lamar was tagged and everybody's talking about, oh, we're not going after him. Look, he hasn't finished the last. Like people talk when Lamar gets injured, they act like Lamar literally is the only quarterback that ever gets injured. And it ticked like, where are the people being like, my bad, Lamar, my bad. Like not even half the quarterbacks made it through a 17 game season. And I've been preaching this since 2019. I did a study on how injured quarterbacks are, uh, how, how injured running quarterbacks are. And I defined running quarterbacks by how many times they actually, actually ran the ball, whether it was a scramble or, or designed run. But back then I had reached out to John Veros, who's this injury quarter, coordinator. And I, I got to go back to him to get updated stats over at uh, Sports Info Solutions. But he talks about the injury rate on the types of plays for quarterbacks. The least dangerous play for a quarterback is designed runs where there's a 0.6% injury rate. Then it scrambles, which is a 0.9% injury rate. Then the second most dangerous is sacks, which is a 1.3% injury rate. And then it's a knockdown because that's somewhat like a sack, but you're not protecting yourself because you're throwing the ball. It's a 1.8% injury rate. And so it just bothered it just bothers me that it's always like Lamar's injury prone, Lamar's injury prone. When it's like all these quarterbacks barely made it. I, I need to go look it up, but hasn't Joe Burrow missed more games percentage wise than Lamar? He's missed a lot. Yeah. He's missed a lot, but nobody talks about Joe Burrow because well, he's missed a full or... season too, right? Like Joe's yeah, missed with ACL. With the ACL. And, yeah, and now this year with his hand, and that was earlier in the season, but nobody talks about Burrow being injury prone. So anyway, when I saw this, I was tempted to do a sarcastic tweet, but I don't like to be sarcastic. I just you like sure to be that? straight up angry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, just like more proof that football is 100%, you know, 100% injury rate. And this is where quarterbacks get injured the most on these plays. And let's get rid of this label that it's Lamar that's injury prone rather than just it's a, it's a football game. He'll have a chance to shut them all up over the next month or so. Mina Kimes from ESPN. There's been a lot of talk about coach of the year consideration, who should be candidates, who shouldn't be. Shane Steichen for, for the Colts comes to mind, like we mentioned earlier on. Um, Dan Campbell for Detroit, D'Amico Ryans in Houston. But why not John Harbaugh? And Jay Glazer from Fox Sports put up a tweet that we covered earlier this week that just because he's expected to be in it every single year and delivers for the most part in terms of being in the playoffs or around the playoffs doesn't mean that he should just be overlooked when it comes to the award itself. And I thought we both thought that Mina Kimes did it made a good case, a compelling one for John Harbaugh for this year's. A lot of the times we give coach of the year to the guy who surpassed expectations. It's why D'Amico Ryans and Shane Steichen, I think are kind of the front runners at the moment, Kevin Stefanski in the mix as well for the way he's gone through. But I do think you can make a serious case for Harbaugh as for being dominant this year. Like, okay, sometimes you give it to this, but what if we give it to the guy who did a phenomenal job coaching the best team? Here's a few reasons. I mean, the Ravens have been dominant. You DVOA, uh, point differential. One that really jumps out to me is uh, the time they've spent with a lead, which is not just the, at the top of the NFL. It's at the top of the NFL by a lot. 11 and a half hours with a lead, less than two hours trailing. That's more than a full hour less than the San Francisco 49ers uh, who are in second place. So there's one thing, dominance. Number two, nailed the coaching hires. You have the best defensive coordinator in football right now in Mike McDonald, Todd Munkin. Uh, you know, that was – we, we talked about moving on from Greg Roman like it was the easy decision. It was still a good offense, uh, and it had to be done in a way. I think when we look around at some of the other coaches who have not moved on from guys, I think he deserves credit for that. Three, they actually have been pretty injured this season. Like right now it looks great, but, you know, you got the Mark Andrews injury. You lose J.K. Dobbins before the season. A lot of the defensive players were out earlier in the year. OBJ and Bateman were out earlier in this year. And then finally, like, it was an unbelievably chaotic offseason. Ahead of the draft, can you have imagined that the Ravens would be in the position now? So, I don't think he's going to win it this year. I think truth bearers on to something here. I think D'Amico Ryans, in terms of exceeding expectations in year one with a rookie quarterback, Deserves a ton of respect. They're on the outside looking in right now at the playoff picture. So that's going to be a part of it. Um, 
Yeah. Stefanski. I, I just want to be clear. Yeah. So Houston and Pittsburgh, if the season ended today, would be on the outside looking. And I just want to make clear, wanted to be clear okay. on that. But but I think it goes to D'Amico if they make the playoffs. Mm. If they don't, it, it becomes, I think, gosh, Dan Campbell, what, the Lions won the division for the first time in how long? I mean, pretty pretty remarkable stuff going on, even though the Ravens gave them a good ass whooping. Excuse my language. But um, uh, so what did you think of Mina's take? I mean, I think she put together a strong take. A lot of it, – you know, when you talk about the coaching hires, which I, I feel like even like, especially you, I like have talked about some of these hires when it comes to, from Munkin, uh, T Martin being moved into quarterback. The specialists, the yeah, specialists the specialist to me the, really um, deserve a ton of respect. Dr. Rush and Keith know, Williams, Keith yep. Williams, um, being able to hold on to, um, oh, I'm going to forget everybody's names, but, uh, so yeah, I thought the coaching hires are good. I think injuries, that's a good point. Uh, and then you're just dominant. Like you're, you're the, you have the best at record in the NFL, but to her point, it's usually given to guys that turn around teams. And so uh, I'm not so much against and deservingly. That. So deservingly. You know? So deservingly now so. what I will say, and maybe we should dive into this deeper. Cause this was just coming off the top of my head and I hadn't, we haven't planned about, about it, but who I think, and people don't talk about it enough, who I think should definitely be in the conversation and maybe win is Eric DaCosta for executive of the year. Okay. I mean, think back to where we were last year at this time, Bobby. We're like, Lamar's injured. People are speculating that he's not being supportive of the team. He's about to become a free agent. He at one point during the owner's meeting says, you know, I want to trade. There's like, you don't have any wide receivers. It's like get you get rid of Rome. Like it was such a dark place to be in at this time last year. Harbaugh's the one that did the coaching hires, but EDC goes out and he gets OBJ and he gets Lamar and he gets an underrated Aguilar. He drafts Zay. He brings in uh Jadavian Clowney. He gets uh Mollet, who's been huge in the nickels spot and in the slot, like just Darby. Uh, Rocky, like all these guys, like all this, these unsung heroes just coming out of nowhere. And, and it was, it was so dark. People were talking about maybe f firing him. And then here he is, he's got four first time pro bowlers that he's, he's drafted. And then Lamar's a pro bowler. And by the way, how many years did we not have a quarterback pro bowler? So whether he wins MVP or not, and I think he will, but how blessed are we to have a pro bowl quarterback? I mean, I just think that Eric DaCosta had a phenomenal year and he's somebody who i legit think should win executive of the year not to mention the investment in the inside linebacker position over a year ago bringing in roquan right this was outside yeah. of, the, of the 2023 year um but this was this was over a year ago investing in him look what's happened there just dna wise of this team locker room wise on field wise how it's unlocked pq like we've talked about uh, Jadavian Clowney's signing right before Kyle uh, Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy, week four. Um, both of those guys are having resurgent career years, like at, at, on the other side of 30 yeah. as well. So yeah. I'm with you. He's done a tremendous job as the architect of this club, and it deserves our attention. So awesome, awesome stuff. Some of those guys, like a Roquan Smith. Deserved our attention as well with this. Dan Orlovsky, who we mention all the time, former NFL QB, ESPN analyst. It looks like he had a recent sit-down with Roe, and, and he called him one of the most impressive, intense, and magnificent people I've ever sat down and talked with. Your building an organization is better because he's there, and he tagged the Ravens' Twitter. That is a testament to, one, what you and I have had the privilege of realizing and understanding for nine episodes and one more coming up next week after the Steelers game, one-on-one -on -one with Roe. Uh, but, but man, what, what a testament to what he's about. I was going to say, Dan doesn't need to tell us that. Dan doesn't need <laughs> And here, and I'll, like, I'll go back to this again in our, in our last interview with him, which really was sensational, but we're talking about Chicago letting him go. And he's always so gracious. He never like, he never's like, well, there, you know, he never like says anything, you know, negative about him. Um, but 
uh, to me, it's just like you said, it's been such a privilege to get to know him this year. And then in, in that interview, he's like, it's been great getting to know you guys. I would have never met you guys. And we're just like, <laughs> wait, you're, you're happy to have met us. No, 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 yeah. no, no. We're happy to have met you, Roquan, like you, like what Dan is saying here. I know that all regular listeners of the show know, know that what Dan is saying is 100% spot on. Without question. And like we continue to reiterate, we're going to do everything in our power. Our commitment and promise to you is that we're going to do everything in our power this offseason to make sure that this partnership extends beyond this year, meaning into next year and maybe even at various points when we're doing special things in the offseason like the draft or schedule release night or whatever because we, we really enjoy him and we're glad that you guys seem to as well. Some quick hits here, if you will, because this is kind of being treated as an hour-long Morning Vault, your Week 18 threads, the classic purple on white for the Ravens. And for Pittsburgh, they're classic, white on yellow. Make your plans accordingly. It's a 4.30 kickoff on Saturday, January 6th, inside the bank, regular season finale. I will be at the B-More Around Town pregame tailgate before things start, probably in the 2 o'clock hour. And it's been awesome, awesome lineup of guests this year. We had Jamie Sharper last week. We've, we had Todd Heap earlier on in the season and Jimmy Smith former Raven is going to be dropping by tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. Tailgate passes are still available at bemorearoundtown.com. One of the three snubs, along with Pat Ricard and Geno Stone, Kevin Zeitler, look what he's done since week four, according to PFF, Sarah. 428 pass blocking snaps, just 12 pressures allowed throughout that period. Zero hits and zero sacks allowed. So yeah, even though it can be a popularity contest, there's no question about that. He is a snub, a pit, the epitome of a snub <laughs> like year he's like a yearly snub it's crazy so i won't go too deep into it we the pro bowl announcement came out after we recorded uh the morning vault so if you want to get our full reaction it's in the second half of our um steelers preview with brooke Pryor. so we go much more in depth there yes we do because there were seven in total that were honored pro bowl wise gino the other snub like i mentioned among safeties this season Seven picks. That's first in the NFL. Okay, I, I had to pause there for a second because I thought the CBS said that he was second in that, but they're talking about safeties, specifically safeties. Mm. 48.3 passer rating allowed. That's first in the AFC. And an 85.6 coverage grade. That's third in the conference. So a career year for Geno. We're probably going to see a little bit of him on Saturday and hopefully moving forward because he really had a, a breakout year. There's no question. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a lot of snaps, I think, against the Steelers. Yeah, kind of has to. Hopefully, this guy doesn't. Kyle Hamilton, passer rating of fifty-eight point one allowed, went in slot coverage this season. That's first in the NFL. And as we told you earlier on in the stream, he did return to practice on Thursday and has a questionable designation as he tries to get back from that knee injury. So that is the way things look there by the numbers. And I think we've got one more here, Jadavian Clowney. From Jeff, oh, no, did you throw just, this in here? Uh, yeah, Jeff. Jeff had a good article uh, this morning, uh, and this was just kind of his tweet leading into it. But this is kind of the summary of it. He says the Ravens lost two running backs for the season, and they lead the league in rushing. They lost two of their primary outside linebackers, and they lead the league in sacks. Their two most accomplished DBs have missed time, and they lead the league in takeaway takeaways. Depth has told the story the 2023 Ravens well said there from Jeff and we have reached out to him for something that we hope is on your calendar if it's not please do it now uh, mark your calendars accordingly January 11th one week from tonight right now from 6 to 10 o'clock Eastern we're going to be doing a wall-to-wall marathon state of the Ravens joint simulcast live stream you got all that you, you got all that 6 to 10 o'clock we're going to have content creators media members fan call-ins, and hopefully at least one headlining guest that we're still working on behind the scenes. Manuel wants to know if that's going to be Ray Lewis. What happened? Ray has gone a little, I don't want to say dark. I mean, he's guy's busy as all heck. But we are still, I'm still waiting to hear from him through that one Twitter direct message that I received last Sunday on a time that works for him. So just be on the lookout for that. And, and Mel Guns wants to know, can you guys get Lamar on the show? Is that a bit too much? Hey. We'll try our best this offseason. We're, we're on a roll right now. We're having a blast building this this content and building this platform. So we're going to do whatever is possible for sure. And thank you to the Super Chat donations that have come in. Luke dropped a 20 spot. 
Tongsley did as well. Phillip says the Browns no longer stand a chance. And Don C says, tell Junior to bring the smoke. I'll buy. Oh, this is Gardner. Gardner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, there you go. I, I think you should reach out to Don on behalf of Gardner. AKA War Mommy instead of War Daddy. I love it. Yes. <laughs> that, that is funny. Don C, we need to be in touch. Woo. I'm loving that. I'm loving that. And Angela, just so you know, it's it's a week from tonight, January 11th. That's a Thursday of bye week. We figured it was a great time to do it, get everybody together, and do a joint simulcast live stream. It is gonna let me let me promise you this. If you guys have watched our draft streams in recent years, I promise you, this is gonna be the most jam-packed, thoughtful, um, thorough, and detailed live stream that we've ever done. All right, straight up, I'm going to spend the next week getting this together. It's the bye week. We're going to tag team this thing together. The Google Doc has already started to be filled out. Let us know who you want to hear from, too, whether it's local writers, whether it's beat writers, whether it's content creators. Engraven's going to be dropping by. Brian McFarland for the cap side of things. Jason Smith from Huddle It Up Films. Kadri, bunch of other people that I'm still waiting to hear from. So looking forward to it. Yeah, you... Yeah. You've been working. You've been working. It is not easy to get guests. It is not easy. That's why when people invite me on, I'm always like, all right, let me see if I can do this because we're asking for guests, you know, all the time. So Chef Trez, um, here's the good news about this request right here. I realized recently that Justin Tucker, I have been missing him by under an hour when I go in for my weekly recording sessions at Clean Cuisine. They're up in Owings Mills, and they're my meal prep brand partner that that I do on my Bobby Baltimore side of things, Sarah, as you know. And Justin is a clean cuisine guy. So we keep Mm -hmm. missing each other. And so maybe I'll have to talk to the powers that be that kind of have his schedule and maybe just so happen to pull my recording up and show up right during that and talk to him because I'd love to get him on for sure. So for sure, that's one way. But listen – we now know the best way to get people on because it happened with Ray. <laughs> this is the formula. Now I'm not going to do this to players during the playoffs. Okay. So I'm not going to like do this to any of these guys, but during the off season, what we need to do is we need to make announcements here and on Twitter and be like, okay, this week, who are we targeting? And we just have to have all of our followers tag these guys that week. So whoever it is. So if it's one week, Lamar Jackson, we got to go full blast Everybody start tagging them. Like we make an invite and then everybody goes full blast. That's the way it's got to be because PR is not helping us out. Publicists are like, they're always afraid to ask guys for to do stuff. Cause they have to ask him for a million times. This is the way we got it. This is the way Bobby. We know the formula yes. and we have the, the right people to execute said formula too. You guys are the best as always. If you enjoyed this piece of content, if you enjoyed the live stream, if you enjoy what we've been building, Please consider subscribing to both The Vault and the Bobby Baltimore YouTube channels. Like this video wherever you're checking it out. And just know that if you're on the run, on the treadmill, walking the dog, and you don't want to have the screen up, this is always available in audio-only form as well wherever you get your podcasts. You guys are awesome. We're super excited about what we're doing. We just went a full hour. Hopefully it was packed enough of content for you. Special thanks to Thoroughbred Sedan Van and Bus LLC for being this episode's sponsor. You can go check us out in Patreon form by visiting the link that we have included in the show notes below. Our promise to you is if you contribute to that, if you support us, it goes toward the betterment of our channel. Um, and you can do so for as little as $1.99, $4.99 for a monthly shout out, so on and so forth, all the way up to $49.99 if you're a local small business owner in Baltimore or beyond too. Follow the vault on Twitter if you don't already do so. At Ravens Vault. I'm just on a roll here, just promoting us. Connect with Sarah on Twitter at SG Ellison. I'm sure you already do because it's the spot to be. Uh, sometimes I don't know how you do it, partner. And you can connect with me on social media across all platforms as well. At Bobby Baltimore. I keep saying it. I literally had a phone call today. Didn't even update you this, Sarah. A lot of people have been asking where the heck my Facebook page is. It's been deactivated and spammed and gosh knows what. Somebody from Meta called me today. Shout out Tori Trossett for help for making this connection. My sister who just moved to Denver had a connection through her firm that she works for. And he called me and he works for Meta in California. I almost didn't pick it up because you and I were about to record. 
Yeah. And he is beginning, he's helping me through the appeal process to get my Facebook back up. So oh, uh, that's something that I've built up, as you know, for years and years that's and years. Saying, it, it like terrifies me yeah. that like you can work for years. Like we've worked just a little over a year and a half to get 13,000 subscribers. It takes time. Yeah. You've taken years and years. I have over a decade on Twitter and then like that yeah. They can just deactivate it. And if you didn't have this connection, like, what would you do? I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's really not right. It's not right. Ugh, if any of the 1300 plus that are still on here have any kind of connections through meta, just in case this falls through, uh, please reach out to me through social media, because uh, obviously I want to continue building my content for the 40,000 plus that are on there on Facebook. But, but I also obviously have brand partnerships and stuff like that to fulfill. So it is kind of a big deal on the back end of the business side. Anyway, not to bog you guys down with that, but that's what's going on in my life. So anyway, you guys are the best. Huge thank you to Thoroughbred. Huge thank you to Brooke Pryor for dropping by this, uh, not this live stream, but our game preview episode for Raven Steelers. Go check that out in the archives if you haven't already done so. And always thank you to you, partner. We, we do it on, on a moment's notice. It's, it's, it's fun. It's adrenaline filled, and that's why we were in the exact spot we want to be. We're having a lot of fun. So go ahead and uh, check out all of our recent content, including episode nine of Inside the Vault with Roquan Smith. If you haven't already done so, happy new year to you and yours. And we will next talk to you on Saturday. That's right. It's Thursday night. This will take place in the morning vault, like we already mentioned. Thanks, guys. Talk soon.